Hi, and welcome to episode one of the Knit Actually podcast. My name is Becky, and I'll be your host. Thanks so much for joining me today. Today's segments will include introductions, actually finished, actually working, actually hand-dyed, actually learning, actually attending, and actually distracted. So first, an introduction. I am the mom of two great boys. They are 9 and 12 years old. We live in Boulder County, Colorado. My husband commutes between Colorado and Connecticut, so he's here with us about half the time. And I work for a large IT company. I work from home, which is great. It gives me a lot of flexibility with my family. Uh, But it also means that I don't necessarily have a lot of time for going out and joining a knitting group um, or interacting with other knitters as much as I'd like to. So that's part of the reason that I am starting the podcast is I'd like to be able to meet more knitters and uh, talk to people about my knitting. Uh, So I'm very excited to be here and thank you again for joining me. I've been knitting for about nine years. I started when uh, my youngest was a baby. I found that I could actually crochet with one hand and nurse the baby with another. Um, And so that is where I got started, was making some baby gifts and things like that for friends and family. And the last couple of years, I've really tried to focus on um, improving my knitting. I really feel like um, to be good at at something, you really have to do it frequently, which is not a problem, but also to kind of be continuously trying to learn. So I've really been trying to push myself in terms of new techniques, uh, new fibers, and learning more about fiber. I've done a little bit of experimenting with hand dyeing, and I've written a few patterns. So the podcast to me feels like the next natural step in terms of my growth and learning as a knitter. So that is why I'm here. I also love podcasts. Uh, Knitting podcasts in particular are favorites of mine. Um, So I am excited about giving this a shot. It's a little bit harder than it looks. So actually finished. I do have some recent finished objects that I'm excited to talk about today. The first one is a gradient cowl that I knit with some yarn that I bought at the Interweave Yarn Fest. Um, The Interweave Yarn Fest was here in Loveland, Colorado, back in April. I believe it was like the 24th to the 26th of April, 2015. And so I did a bit of shopping when I was there. And one of the things that I picked up was some mode knit yarn. Um, This is a worsted weight gradient yarn. The color that I bought was called Jenny Kissed Me. And it starts out as a very dark charcoal gray and kind of works its way down to more of a silver color. Then there's a little bit of white, then there's a very soft butter yellow, and at the end it's a very bright, um, sunshiny yellow. So really, really pretty. Yellow is not necessarily a color that I would naturally naturally be drawn to, but I really liked this yarn. I stood in the booth for a very long time trying to pick exactly the yarn that I wanted, um, and this was the one I came home with. So I was really excited about all the yarn that I bought at Yarn Fest, and I tried to get things on my needles pretty quickly. So you'll hear me talk about the yarn I bought there quite a lot. I've always wanted to go to a yarn festival. Um, I do listen to a lot of podcasts. A lot of the people get to go to things like Rhinebeck or Stitches, and um, I have yet to ever do anything like that. So this was really, really fun, and I'll talk more about that later. Um, 
so the cowl is just a gradient cowl. It's a free pattern on Ravelry by Sally Palin. It's really just a simple three by one rib. Um, I did cast on fewer stitches than the pattern called for because I wanted it to be nice and, and wide, um, more than long. And I had less yardage than the pattern called for. Um, so this was just a quick knit. I whipped this up over Mother's Day weekend it was snowy here in Colorado on Mother's Day, so we uh, had some time to kind of cuddle up and watch movies, and uh, this came off my needles pretty quickly. I'm very happy with it, and I'm excited to get to wear it. The second thing that I finished recently um, is another thing that I purchased at the Yarn Fest. So um, the weekend that I was at the Yarn Fest, Loveland is about 30 minutes north of my house on the interstate. Um, I was really excited because the Knitmore Girls had a brand new episode that morning, so I put that on my phone, and I was listening to it in the car on the drive up, and Jasmine was talking about a kit she had bought from Canon Hand Eyes um, for a striped cowl, and sure enough, I got to the marketplace, and Canon Hand Eyes had a booth, and she had a lot of really lovely things and really lovely kits, and I stood in the booth for a long time. Um, trying to decide which one to pick. I did go with the Jane Austen cowl kit. So that's actually the same one that Jasmine from the Knitmores uh, knit as well. So they're little mini skeins. Jasmine had talked about winding hers into a single um, cake of yarn with slip knots to tie the things together. And I thought that was a genius idea. So um, that's exactly what I did with mine. And I um, started out using a sort of a very pale gray that I had in my stash for the solid color. Um, and so that was some Madeline Tosh, I think it's Twist Light in Moonstone. I got that from the Magnolia Society uh, Sweater Club, actually. Um, that's a Madeline Tosh club that they do a couple times a year. Uh, and I started out, and the colors at the beginning of my ball were all very light colors. There was kind of a light pink. There was kind of a cream color. Um, and as I was putting it together, I knit them in the exact order they were in the kit. So I didn't arrange them any, into any sort of a rainbow. I wanted them to be kind of random. Um, but I didn't really like the contrast of the silver with the uh, colors at the beginning of the skein. So I was trying to decide what I wanted to do. Um, I had ordered some yarn from Eat Sleep Knit for the classes that I was taking. I, I felt like I wanted very specifically to have purchased some yarn to prep for my classes. And um, they send yarn lotto cards with every order that you make. And so in the yarn lotto this time, I won a project bag. So I was very excited about that. A couple days after Yarn Fest, my project bag arrived in the mail. It's a cute, like, bright green. It's got a little zipper. I'm not sure I love the zipper, but um, but I love the little bag. And uh, inside, there was a skein of Lorna's Laces Shepherd Sock um, in the colorway Kerfuffle. So that is more of a dark, dark gray. Um, maybe more of a pewter color is the way I would describe it. 
and it was the perfect contrast for the stripes in the cowl. So I ripped out everything I had done. Um, I wound the skeins back into my little ball and I started again and I'm really happy with how it turned out. I'm really glad I made the change. I like the dark color as the contrast for those stripes and I think it turned out really cute. So the knitting on that is done. I do need to graft it. Um, the way that you knit the cowl, oh, and I should say this is the striped cowl by Matilde Score. Um, and so you can see the project page. I'll put it in my show notes. Um, but you, you cast on basically a tube and then you just knit a stockinette tube. So it's great. It's very mindless knitting. Um, it's very, very, um, addicting because you do little stripes and so every time you finish a little stripe it's exciting to move on to the next one some of the things that I thought were great about the way that this was constructed is all of your ends end up in the middle um, so there's nothing really to weave in I do want to do a little bit of of tucking in and tightening things up where I joined the colors um, but it's a provisional cast on and then you just graft it together at the end. So my knitting is done. I do need to graft that and block it and I'm hoping to do that this weekend. Uh, but I'm very excited about the project and I was so excited that then I actually wanted to do another one right away. So what I did was I went through my stash and I took one of the mini skeins from my kit and I figured out the yardage and then I went through my stash all my like leftover sock yarn and if I had fingering weight yarn that I haven't used yet where I thought gosh I'm sure I'll be able to spare um just just a little bit for this cowl and I went through and I kind of pulled together um a bunch of yarn from my stash and did the same thing wound it into that ball with the slip knots and so I have another one in a bag ready to go I had enough of the kerfuffle left I think to do a second um, cowl and so that's on my needles now and I'm I'm super excited about it I'm actually thinking about taking myself out to the movies today my kids are with their dad and um, so I may just take that along as some movie knitting so that was a great little project um, again very fast and I was really excited about it um, the next thing that I finished is a pair of socks they're really just a vanilla sock, but I took a class at Yarnfest with Kate Atherley, um, who was amazing. Kate is the editor-in-chief at Knitty, and so she was really, really um, interesting. It was a great class. My friend Jen and I took the class together, and I'll talk about that a little bit more later. Um, but I had bought some yarn again at the, the, the festival. I tried to really buy things that I didn't think I could find um, very easily online. I, I tried to look while I was there for some fiber content that wasn't really in my stash, and I, I didn't necessarily succeed on that, but I did buy two skeins of yarn from Western Sky Knits. They are an independent dyer that I've heard a lot about. I was excited when I saw them there. I know that the Yarniacs um, talk about them a lot, and I feel like maybe they help out in their booth at Stitches. I might be misstating that, but Anyways, I was excited. They were a dyer. I was really excited was there. And I bought two skeins of yarn from them. So the first one was um, a skein of their Twinkle sock. So that's a, a merino and nylon base with some Stellina content. So it's got a little bit of silver sparkle to it. And the colorway that I bought was called Rainbow Bright. So it's really a black base with then um, 
rainbow colors in it, but I would call them neon rainbow colors. So it's a very bright purple and there's a pink um, and a really electric green and a bright blue and a yellow. So, um, so I love them. I love the yarn. Um, I brought the yarn with me to my class with Kate and I was um, swatching with it during the class and she kept picking it up and carrying it around the classroom to show people. Um, so that was fun and I was really excited about it. So I definitely made some changes to the way that I knit these socks from my, my usual vanilla sock recipe that I use for myself. Um, I did learn a ton in the class with Kate. Um, one of the things that, that we learned was a German cast on as a loose cast, stretchy cast on for socks. I usually do a slip knot cast on for my socks. So this was, um, different. It's definitely not as loose as what I usually do, but I think I like it. I, I think I'll decide as I wear the socks, um, you know, if that's the direction I want to go. But those I finished up uh, the middle of the week this week, and it's still cold here in Colorado. It's Memorial Day weekend, and it's been raining for about two weeks, which is very unusual for us. So the good news with that is that it's still wool sock weather. So I had my rain boots on all week, and I wore these socks a couple of times this week. So very happy with how those turned out. The other thing that I finished... Um, I guess technically I'm going to finish it today. I finished the knitting on another pair of vanilla socks. So these are uh, the Lollipop sock yarn. And uh, she's another independent dyer on Etsy who I just adore. She does self-striping yarns in some really amazing colors. It's really hard to get her yarn. She does um, updates in her shop um, a couple of times a month. And, uh, eventually I, after missing out on several of her store updates and not being able to get stuff in my cart fast enough, I had just sent her a message on Etsy and asked her if I could request some custom orders from her. So I have four skeins of her yarn, um, pillow talk, which was kind of a Valentine's thing. There was a dark pink and a light pink and a charcoal gray and a silver gray, and that was the first one that I knit up. It also came with um, a ball of pink for the um, heels and the toes. So I liked that a lot. And I finished those quite a long time ago. Um, and then I had a, a colorway that was called Sweet Child of Mine. And that was a charcoal gray with a blue and kind of a purpley raspberry pink. And I really liked that a lot too. I actually used those and created a pattern myself that had some ribs and cables that I was pretty excited about. Um, and I think I finished those last summer. So these socks have been sitting, they've been my purse knitting for quite a while. Um, the colorway is Juwa Diddy. So again, it's that dark charcoal gray with then a really um, bright chartreuse uh, green and a really vibrant kind of raspberry pink um, stripe. So they've been sitting in my purse for months I had kind of lost interest and I had finished one sock and most of the leg of the second sock. So the other day I was on calls at home all day long and I find that if I knit while I'm on the phone, I'm less likely to multitask and be, you know, messaging with people or uh, returning emails or reading documentation. I, I focus a little bit more on the conversation and the meeting I'm in. I spend most of my day um, on the phone with people my team is 
kind of scattered around the world. A lot of us are in the U.S. in different areas, um, but I also have team members uh, in different locations in the world, so I, I spend most of my time on the phone. And so knitting helps me to kind of zero in and not be clicking around the computer and trying to get work done when I'm actually should be giving somebody my attention in a meeting. So anyways, I finished um, the second sock last night. I just need to graft the toe. I really love this yarn. It's very um, soft. It's got a really nice amount of kind of loft to it. It's very squishy on the needle. So it's, um, it's definitely a favorite of mine. I have one last set of it. She winds them into balls, the, the self-striping. So comes really cute and she packages it very nicely. Um, but the one that I have left is called Tranquility. And that is blues and grays. So there's a, a, a very light blue. It's got a little bit of a, a very light teal, I guess, to it. And then a charcoal gray and a silver gray. And I'm excited about that. I will probably cast those on um, sometime this week once I free up the needles. So um, those are the things that are recently finished. Uh, nothing large, but lots of progress. I have decided to take the plunge and join in on Stash Dash this year. So I'm very excited about that. I'm really looking forward to challenging myself to finish some things. I get to count those lollipop socks as my first finished object because I did finish the knitting yesterday, which was May 22nd, which was the first day of Stash Dash. So I'll be going through my stash this weekend and really kind of taking a look at um, things that I think I can finish over the summer, I do have kind of a terrible habit of starting things and then abandoning them because I'm easily distracted. So um, next segment is actually working. So these are the things that I, I feel like are active on my needles. Um, I Like I said, I do get distracted and tend to abandon things, but these are the things that are kind of um, actual works in progress over the last couple of weeks. The first thing is um, I cast on a lace tank. The pattern is called um, Seaboard, and it's a Tannis fiber um, pattern on Ravelry. Very excited about this one. Um, I've had some Madeline Tosh lace in my stash for quite a long time, and the colorway is moss. It's a really pretty kind of olivey, mossy green. Um, I had thought originally that maybe I was going to try to do a breezy cardigan with it. And then I, I feel like every time I look at that and I think about knitting something like that on, out of lace, um, I get a little bit intimidated. So I, I decided that maybe a tank was the way to go. I definitely did a whole bunch of searching and adding stuff to my favorites, um, to try to pick out the tank, but I really like this one. It's really just rectangles, um, that are, uh, I don't want to give away too much about the pattern, but you, you knit the front down to the armholes and then you knit the back down to the armholes and then you knit in the round and you kind of just seam up the shoulders at the end. And it's alternating bands of a really nice open lace and then bands of stockinette. So it's the kind of thing you'll have to wear a camisole or something underneath. Um, but I don't really have anything summery that I can wear um, out of my knits. So I'm very excited about this. I think it will take one of the two skeins um, that I have. So then I will probably look for another um, tank pattern in a lace weight that I can finish. So very excited about that. I think I have only finished um, 
one repeat of the lace and one of the stockinette. Uh, but it's a nice small project too. It's very portable and I think that the lace pattern will be pretty easy to memorize. So I'm hoping that that can be my on-the-go knitting. I definitely do a lot of knitting in public in addition to the knitting on conference calls. So um, my kids are in a charter school. They have to be picked up and dropped off every morning. So it seems like I usually have 10 or 15 minutes that I'm waiting in the parking lot to pick them up at the end of the day. I, I try to listen to a podcast and do a little knitting every day when I'm there. They also take um, martial arts classes. My oldest son is about a year away from a black belt in Muay Thai. So that's very exciting. And we're, we're there a lot. So I generally knit while they are in that class. And then baseball season um, is about to start here. So my oldest plays baseball. My youngest thinks baseball is terribly boring. So he doesn't play. But we're usually at the baseball fields. Um, you know, in May, June, and July, two nights a week. So um, that's a good hour and a half. As long as I bring along something that doesn't require a lot of my attention, um, I almost always knit during baseball. So um, this is nice and portable. Like I said, I think if I can memorize the lace pattern, um, then this will be a nice um, take-along knitting project. The next thing that I cast on um, is a coat. Um, the pattern name is True, and this is a Hohi Locatelli pattern. I really love her patterns, and I have a ton of them um, that I have knit or that I have in my queue because I want to knit. Um, so this one is a DK weight um, yarn. I am in the, the Madeline Tosh Magnolia Society. Right now they have going a um, sweater club and a yarn club. So the sweater club is usually every two weeks or not every two weeks, <laughs> every two months, um, they will send you yarn. For the sweater club, you get to pick your colorways to match up with the yarns that they pick. And I think they try to, in general, do um, new bases and things like that. So this was my second shipment from the spring 2015 club. It's a Long Rider DK, um, and the colorway is called Raspberry Cordial. And so it's a really beautiful purple base, very dark purple. There are um, hints of blue in it and hints of what I would consider more a traditional raspberry color. When it came in the mail, it was much darker than I expected it would be, um, but I love it. And one of the things I try to do with that club in particular is really challenge myself a little bit um, when it comes to picking out new colorways. Um, so this is one I'm super excited about. And so the pattern, um, I really have just done my swatch um, and casting on, and you start with uh, quite a bit of ribbing. So again, that's a really nice kind of mindless knitting um, that I'm working on right now. It's very squishy yarn. This is not um, a yarn that I have tried before, um, and I don't do a lot of DK weight knitting, so I was pretty excited about that. I wanted to say something about my swatch, too. Um, when I went to the Yarn Fest, our, our homework for the um, custom fit sock class was uh, just to knit a, a 4x4 swatch, and uh, I knit my swatch, and 
my friend and I, my friend Jen and I were going to go and take this class together. And when she came to pick me up in the morning, she hadn't quite finished her swatch. So she asked me to drive so she could finish swatching on the road. And her swatch, um, she had knit a garter stitch border around it. So about four rows of garter stitch at the bottom and at the top, and then four stitches of garter stitch um, to either side of her stockinette. And her swatch laid nice and flat and lovely and was much easier to measure than my simple stockinette swatch that I don't know why it never occurred to me um, to add that little bit of garter to, to make the piece lay flat. <laughs> it's one of those things that you think, um, I'm a smart person. This should have occurred to me at some point in time, but I have just always been knitting my my swatches and stockinette and then struggling to measure them while they curl up. So um, this was the first swatching I had done since then, and uh, my swatch is beautiful. I feel so much happier with my swatch than I ever have with any other swatch. So uh, I guess this is just kind of a goofy thing, but certainly from now on, that is, um, that is something that I intend to do, um, when I swatch. So very excited about that coat. Um, it's a lot of knitting for sure. Um, but I'm really excited about it and I feel like it'll be a really versatile piece of my wardrobe. It's very temperate here where I live. I think people have the impression that Colorado is cold and snowy, but most of the year um, I can get by with just a nice wool sweater um, over my my clothes and I'm warm enough. Um, sometimes I need a light coat. Um, occasionally I have a big heavy down coat and I have a big heavy ski coat and so you know there might be a couple weeks out of the year that we have to really bundle up heavy. Um, but most of the time a sweater is enough and really um, our weather is temperate but a little bit wild. So um, like I said, it's Memorial Day weekend here and it is cold and rainy and definitely still sweater weather. Um, and so I, I get a lot of use out of my knits, which is, which is wonderful. So, um, the other thing that I cast on recently, um, is a briquette hoodie from Alicia Plummer. So this was also yarn that I got as part of the Magnolia Society Yarn Club it's a Madeline Tosh Tosh DK, which I know is one of their most popular bases, but I did not have any of it in my stash um, before the club. So um, the color that I got is called Blue Stowe, and so it's a beautiful um, teal green, almost a little bit more of a jade green. So it's definitely the greener side of the spectrum. I have a real um, affinity for that particular color. Um, I feel like I have to really force myself not to just knit everything in that color all the time. <laughs> but I did indulge and let myself um, order that this time. I only have, well, I only have one other sweater that's really that exact um, color. I have a Central Park hoodie that I knit. Um, it was one of the earliest sweaters I knit, and it's in Cascade 220 in a a teal color, um, a dark teal color. Um, so I felt like it was okay to indulge myself and go with the color that I loved. So all I've really done for this one is to swatch and to cast on. It's a really cute piece. Um, it's, I think, a mix of stockinette and reverse stockinette, and there's kind of this diagonal um, right across sort of the bust line 
that um, switches the direction of the stitches. And I haven't gotten far enough to really understand um, quite how she's going to do that in the construction, but I'm excited about it. I, um, in addition to having too much teal in my wardrobe, I have too many hoodies. Um, but it's what I love. I don't, I don't really even often wear the hood of a hoodie, but um, at one point I had a whole section of my closet that was nothing but things with hoods on them. So I'm really excited about this piece. Um, I think it's something that I will get a ton of wear out of. I, I only have one other hand-knit um, hoodie that's a pullover, um, and that is the Edge hoodie, which was a Brooklyn Tweed pattern that I knit out of Madeline Tosh Dandelion in the Tarte colorway, which I, I love tremendously. That's a fingering weight um, hoodie, and so it's great because I really do get a lot of wear out of it. It's very versatile. I can wear it under a coat when it's cold because it's a nice light sweater, but it, it also is nice in the fall and in the spring and in the summer evenings at the baseball field, so I wear that one a ton. Um, this one I think will be a nice addition to my wardrobe in terms of just being a little bit heavier, um, in, in the yarn and I'm super excited about it. So another thing that I am working on is a garter squish blanket. This is a Stephen West free pattern on Ravelry. Um, knitting this as a wedding gift for my cousin Dan, who is getting married in October. They live in Massachusetts, and given that that will be right at the beginning of the school year um, and the academic demands on my soon-to-be seventh grader, I don't know that we will make it um, all the way back east for the wedding. So I really wanted to um, do something handmade for them. Um, I am taking... Uh, pottery class. I've been doing that for about a year and I'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, so I think that they will be getting some hand-thrown pottery from me as well, but um, I thought that a blanket would be a really nice gift for them. My cousin has some health challenges and occasionally um, has been in and out of the hospital, so I also thought you know that a blanket is a nice comforting object. So um, I bought four colors for the blanket the, it's really, it's just a garter stitch rectangle. Um, it's very soothing knitting. Um, I bought Knit Picks Preciosa as the yarn. So that's a single ply, which is nice because it has a ton of loft and it is really squishy. And I think it's going to be a really nice blanket. I think I'm, I'm going to have a hard time giving it away and I may have to um, go ahead and buy myself some um, some yarn to make my own. But I bought four colors. Um, I don't have the colorway names um, in front of me, but it's a silver gray, a royal blue, um, kind of a teal blue, and then what I would call sort of a bright, maybe it's a bright cornflower blue. Um, I think that the colorway names are like maritime and captain and things like that so there are they're just different hues of blue I went back and forth about how I wanted to do the stripes um, I did a bunch of math to figure out um, how many stripes I was going to need to do to kind of place it evenly so I'm going to work it in 24 row sections um, I started with the darkest blue held double with the, the gray and then I was trying to decide if I wanted to do then solid gray stripes in between or if I wanted to just um, do you know the alternating colors so I think what I've decided is that I will just 
you know, work the three colors in order, the dark blue, then the teal, then the cornflower blue, held double with the gray, um, and just work it evenly like that. So far, I really, really like how it's turning out. And like I said, it just feels lovely. So, um, the wedding's in October. I have plenty of time to get that done. Um, and it is great the knitting that I don't have to think about. So I love it very much. Um, the last thing that I am actively working on right now is, uh, that second striped cowl that I already talked about. So I cast that on about a week and a half ago and I, um, have only had time to work maybe four stripes of that cowl. Um, it is great mindless knitting. And like I said, I might take myself out to the movies this afternoon. So, um, hopefully I'll make a little bit of progress on that there. And I am excited to see how that turns out. It's going to definitely be random. I have a lot of different colors and textures and things in my, um, in my stash. So I'm excited to see how that comes together. I feel like one of the things I really like about pulling from all the different yarns in my stash is that they're all yarns that I really love. And I feel like it'll be like little bitty snippets and reminders of things I've knit over time. Some of them are, you know, things I've knit and then given away like socks I gave my mom or I knit a fingering weight um, baby kimono for my nephew when he was born. And I started the project before we knew whether he was a boy or a girl. So I picked out um, this gorgeous purple um, and it had purples and greens and browns um, and I really love that I knit him that little sweater and then a um, a little hat to go with it um, so I have some of that mixed in there and I just feel like it's kind of going to be a fun reminder of the larger projects that I've knit out of the yarns um, so even if it looks a little eclectic I think it's going to be great one of the things I'm toying with as well um in the goodie bags from the yarn fest there was a a book that had um a pattern for an afghan made of hexagons of fingering weight yarn and i'm pretty excited about that idea as well i think i've knit three little hexagons on that blanket um and i don't know how how steadily i will work on that but i like the idea of having a plan for using up my scraps and my odds and ends. And again, you know, putting together a blanket that kind of has some memories in it of the knitting that I did. So that's something I'm very excited about as well. Um, but it probably will not get a lot of progress. So the next segment is actually hand dyed. I have been experimenting with doing some hand dyeing. Um, in the fall, I did a, a bunch of hand dyeing of sock yarn. Um, and then gave a lot of that uh, as knitted socks as Christmas gifts. So that was really fun for me. I, um, I did a little bit of experimentation there with four or five different colors and, and really enjoyed it. Um, hand dyeing is definitely more uh, labor-intensive and time-consuming than just you know grabbing a bag and, and heading out on the road with something to knit. So I don't get to do it as much as I'd like to, but I, I decided, especially with this long weekend ahead of me, that that was something that I wanted to play around with a little bit more. So one of the things that I really loved when I was at Yarn Fest was all of the different gradient yarns that I saw there. Um, I feel like that's 
you know, really a, a cool trend that's going on right now. And it's something that I really just, it just appeals to me. It just draws me in. So, um, I did a little looking around on YouTube and found a couple of videos on, on ways to do some gradient yarn dyeing. And I did a little of that last weekend. I actually dyed five skeins of, um, yarn. One was a DK weight and the other four were worsted weight. Three of those were just some, um, undyed Cascade 220 that I had bought. And I'm going to try to just knit all of this into that same gradient cowl that, um, that I knit out of the mode works, um, mode knit, sorry, uh, gradient that I bought at the show. So they'll just be simple striped cowls, but I have, um, that in mind for my mom and my stepsister and my sisters-in-law as Christmas gifts this year. So I feel like that will be a really, uh, neat thing to do is to give them yarn that I hand dyed with each of them in mind. So the first one that I did, um, I did my, my Caribbean blue that I love so much. Um, I had a DK weight, um, skein of that and I wound that into, um, a cake. Um, it's actually a, a base that had some Stellina in it. So it has a little bit of sparkle to it. I feel like when I was done with it, a lot of the sparkle was gone. So I really need to think about my process and what the heck I did to strip that of its sparkle. Um, but I'm really happy with how it turned out. I did, um, end up dyeing that one twice. I think the DK weight made a much, there was so much more yardage than the worsted, um, that it was pretty dense and there was a lot of white in the middle, but I wound the yarn into a cake and I immersed it in a dye bath and let the yarn exhaust. And then as I was working it back onto the knitty knotty to wrap it back up, I had um, kind of the center of the ball that still had little bits of the blue, but a lot of white. So then I took that and I put it in a second dye bath of a silver gray. Um, so it's, it's more of a two color gradient. Um, and I'm really happy with how that one turned out. I haven't quite decided who that one's going to belong to yet. Um, my favorite ball that I did, um, I have a Dharma trading company dye in a colorway called Berry Crush. And it is, um, this beautiful, deep, uh, purpley pink color. Berry obviously is the name of it. It's kind of a fuchsia, um, that I just love. So I did take some Cascade 220 and try that same process of winding it into a ball and then immersing it in the dye bath. I did um, a really heavily concentrated dye so that the outside color is a really gorgeous, more purpley color. And then towards the middle, it just gets progressively more pink. So that one will definitely be for my sister-in-law, Amy. I feel like the purple color is one that I just picture her wearing all the time. I, I can imagine several outfits I've seen her in that that will match nicely with. And she lives in the mountains, so cowl will get a lot of, a lot of love. So then I did two more, um, and I took a slightly different path with the other two. Um, I started by dyeing the entire skein, um, in just a very light color. So for the one, I did a very light silver gray, actually decided it was too light, um, and dyed it a second time, 
um, with silver gray. And then after, um, after that trip through the dye bath, then I wound it into a cake and I cake dyed it with the Caribbean blue. So it goes from that, um, sort of beautiful ocean blue down to a soft gray. There's little speckles of the blue throughout it. Um, and that one's going to be for my sister-in-law, Emily. She owns a photography company and the name of her company is Alp and Isle, um, for, you know, mountains and ocean. And so I thought that colorway with the gray and the blue would be really perfect for her. She lives in Florida, so I don't know how much she'll use a cowl, but they're an Air Force family. They move all the time, and they travel quite a bit, so I know that it will get some love. The next one that I did was a um, a peacock blue. So that one I started with the, the lighter base of the Caribbean blue, just a very, very um, low concentration on the dye. And um, so it's a very pale blue. And then the peacock blue, I, I cake wound it and I did a real heavy concentration of this peacock blue, which is just a gorgeous royal blue color. Um, and so that one turned out really pretty. I, I might give that one to my mom, but I haven't really decided yet. Um, I, I love it a lot, so I know I won't have trouble figuring out um, someone to give it to. I just haven't quite decided who. And then I did one of the peacock um, blues with just just that peacock blue on a an undyed skein of yarn in the cake. Um, so it does go down to more of a light blue, and then it gets to a point where there's some white in that. I think my sister-in-law, Jeannie, would really like that one. Um, she wears a lot of neutral colors, so I feel like it would be just enough splash of color for her. And I'm going to try um, a couple more this weekend. I ordered some new dyes from... Dharma Trading Company, and I want to do one with a purple. I, I ordered a couple of purples that I'm going to kind of experiment with, um, and then a black. I feel like my stepsister, Christy, um, would wear that combination of colors quite a bit. I think that's something that would really fit into her wardrobe. So I'm going to play around with that. Um, and then I bought myself um, some sock blanks, and so I have five of them that are just plain fingering weight yarn. Um, they are merino nylon um, base. And then I bought five that are a merino nylon Stellina because I do love my sparkly Western Sky Knit socks that I bought. And I really want to experiment with those um, in a couple ways this weekend. I want to try to do some multicolor gradients. So maybe like a three color gradient is what I think I have in mind. Um, and I also want to experiment with doing some self-striping sock yarn. I bought myself a book um, called Teach Yourself Visually um, Hand Dyeing, Yarn Dyeing. I'll have to look it up and put it in the show notes. Um, but there's some really great, very clear instructions on using a sock blank to create a self-striping yarn. And I really love self-striping yarns. So I have a couple of different ideas there. My son is always asking for... Um, Bronco socks. We are big Denver Bronco fans around here. So um, I thought I could have some fun with that for him. He loves bright, bright colors. So um, I bought some really fluorescent orange and some different blues that I'm going to experiment with. One of the tips in the book that I love a lot is that they just recommended that you paint a little bit of dye onto a coffee filter. 
and get a sense of what the color looks like. So I'm definitely going to spend some of my afternoon today um, painting dye onto coffee filters to see what kind of colors I have. Um, the other thing that I've been having a lot of fun with is the um, Design Seeds website and in particular kind of playing with their stuff on Pinterest. If you're not familiar with that, she takes um, photos that have a lot of color in them and then kind of breaks them down into color palettes. So I thought I could have a lot of fun um, creating some different color combinations inspired by those um, pictures and those posts on Instagram and on Pinterest um, so that I can create myself some self-striping sock yarn. So I will keep everyone posted in terms of how those turn out. I'm sure that there will be some lessons learned and some amusing stories that come out of my attempts to do this, uh, but I'm very excited about that. So the next segment is actually learning. I really am trying to um, expand my horizons and learn more. I've been trying to buy more books, and again, I attended those great classes up in Loveland, so I'm pretty excited about some of that. I thought I would just spend a couple minutes today kind of recapping one of the classes that I took at Yarnfest. Um, I did take a total of three classes, so I figure that gives me plenty of um, things to talk about over the next couple of episodes. So I was a little bit late to the Yarn Fest party. I didn't realize that it was happening. Um, I get the magazine, so I feel like I must just have been a little bit clueless because I do get interweaved knits. Um, but I did not find out about the festival itself until about three weeks in advance. And the way that I found out about it was through the newsletter um, from Fancy Tiger Crafts, which is a local yarn store in Denver that I love very much for anyone um, in Colorado who's looking for a great new yarn or fabric store. Fancy Tiger is just one of my absolute favorites. It's on Broadway. The parking is a little bit challenging, um, but there's there's a lot. It's very small, um, but I'm usually able to get metered parking there. I haven't been down there in a while. They have a beautiful selection of um, yarns. They have a nice selection of Madeline Tosh, which is a weakness of mine. They have Brooklyn Tweed yarns. They have their own um, yarn base, um, which is called Heirloom, and that's a pretty neat yarn. And then they have a gorgeous selection of fabrics. They do sewing classes there. I do know that you can buy um, roving and spinning materials there. They have a great selection of buttons. So that is something that I really like to do um, to kind of spoil myself here and there is take a road trip down to Denver. It's probably 45 minutes from my house down to Fancy Tiger, but it's always worth the trip Um so anyways, I get their newsletter and they were going to have a booth in the marketplace. And so I checked out the website and I was like beside myself. Like, I don't know how I missed this. I don't know why I didn't know this was happening, but I was really excited. Um, like I said, I listen to a lot of podcasts, people who get to go to great festivals all the time. Um, Stitches West is usually the weekend before um, a conference that I have to go to in Las Vegas every year for work. Um, and I always fantasize about just taking an extra hop on the plane and going to Stitches and then going to Vegas. Um, but I am always way too busy and I really can't afford the extra couple days away from my kids. So um, I've never made that happen. So this was very exciting for me. Because I was kind of late to find out about it, a lot of the classes that I wanted to take 
um, were full. They had a great selection of classes. Um, but I ended up, and I ended up taking them Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. There were classes on Thursday, but couldn't get into anything that I wanted. Um, so I took a half day off on Friday. My friend Sarah and I um, met up in Loveland, and we had lunch at P.F. Chang's, and then we went to the marketplace. And then she took a crochet class, and I took um, multicolor double knitting with um, Alistair Post Quinn. And uh, the prereq for that was to take intro to double knitting, but those were all full. So instead, I took his craftsy class. Um, I haven't finished the craftsy class, um, but I really enjoyed what I've done so far. It definitely helped me get a handle on the basics. It was really well shot, and um, and I went into it, certainly, I went into my, my multicolor double knitting class um, with the skills that I needed to get the class done. The double knitting is a lot of fun. It's really, um, the idea is that you end up with a piece of fabric that is stocking it on both sides. Um, but you know, for my swatch, I just swatched out of my stash. I had some gray and some orange. So the one side, you know, the color pattern was a little diamond. It was an orange diamond on a gray background, and then you flip it over and it's a gray diamond on an orange background. So really neat. I think the um, the number of things that you could do, it's just crazy to even think about how much fun you could have um, with different patterns. And he shared with us in class some really incredible pieces that he had done. He had done a parallax scarf that was just to die for, and he had made this really neat deck of cards scarf where he took a deck of cards and you know, kind of played 52 pickup and then knit them as they landed. So um, on the one you might have the back of the card and then on the other side you have the front of the card. And he said, you know, the number of possibilities and outcomes of that were um, kind of, you know, infinite. Um, so that was pretty neat. I certainly don't think I would wear a deck of cards scarf, but I was really fascinated by the process and sort of the math geek in me was very excited about um, just the idea of it. So the multicolor double knitting class was really about how to use, we used three colors. Um, his recommendation was that you really shouldn't use more than about five because you would end up with a fabric that was um, too thick and too inflexible um, to really be wearable. And we just did a swatch. Um, so at the beginning, we worked on um, about 18 rows of our swatch. I had brought a light gray and a teal blue and a sort of raspberry pink. I bought some Spud, Spud and Chloe sweater in three different colors. Um, and so we worked on kind of the bottom half of a little flower, and the different petals were different colors. So on the one side, it was you know a gray background with blue and pink. And then I think mine was blue background on the other side with gray and pink. Um, so that was about half of the swatch. And then the other half of the swatch was continuing the flower motif on the one side, but then completely changing the motif on the back side. So um, it went from, you know, half a flower into kind of a zigzag chevron type pattern. Um, so you really had to think about exactly which color you were knitting or purling with um, and it was all charted out. Um, so I really enjoyed the class. I got a ton out of it. Um, some things that I learned about myself from taking that class were that um, that my gauge <laughs> can be a little bit wackadoo. My gauge, 
in the double knitting especially was really crazy. Um, the second project that they have you try to tackle um, after you swatch is to do um, he, some double knitting in the round. So he had a pattern that you could use to either make wristers or a cowl or a headband. And I was going to try to do the headband just because I thought, well, that's, I don't really own a headband, but I live in a cold place. And so that might be coming handy. And it seemed like the right size project to kind of get the kinks out of my knitting. Um, but even, I think I was knitting worsted weight yarn on a size four needle, maybe even a size three needle. And the thing is enormous. Um, and it's going to be a cowl when it's finished because there's no way it will fit around my head. Um, thankfully somebody else in the class who had also taken the craftsy class as her prereq said that she had the same issue with her gauge and hers also turned out enormous. So I didn't feel so bad. Um, and the thing that was fun about the class was he had this great camera set up. So it was positioned sort of over his hands and over the yarn and you could really, um, see exactly what he was doing with the yarn and with the needles at all times because he had it positioned and kind of projected then up onto the wall. Um, so that was neat. Um, the one thing that I think a lot of people struggled with was um, he was very sort of mathematical about the way he approached it. So he'd say yarn A, yarn B, yarn C. And he had, I think they were like red, white, and blue or red, white, and yellow yarns that he was working with. And I almost wish that instead of just saying, please bring three different colors of yarn, he had said, please bring these three colors of yarn. Because um, even if people had just bought some cheap acrylic in those colors, um, I think a lot of people in the class would have found it less confusing for him to say, now you're working with the white yarn. And now you're working with the blue yarn. Because there was a lot of um, muttering and grumbling as people <laughs> were working their swatches in the class. Because um, it's challenging. It definitely makes you think. But I enjoyed it a lot. I really felt like it stretched my, um, my brain a little bit. It was one of those classes where it was a three-hour class and we jumped right in and started working on our swatches and all of a sudden two hours had passed and it didn't feel like any time had passed at all. So I loved it. I had a lot of fun um, and the double knitting is definitely something that I will experiment with more um, now that I have those skills. I also want to finish the craftsy class, which I haven't worked my way all the way through yet. So the other two classes that I took when I was up there, um, I took custom fit socks with Kate Atherley and she was wonderful. That was a, a class that I took with my friend Jen because she was really interested in that one. And I, um, I wasn't sure that that was really a class I was going to learn a ton from. I knit kind of a fair number of socks, um, especially as gifts and uh, turned out I, I learned a ton. So I'll talk about that next time um, because I really enjoyed it and it was a lot of fun. Um, and then on the Sunday I went up by myself and I took another class with Kate Atherley and it was War and Peace socks. So the idea was that you, um, as described in the book War and Peace, you knit two socks at the same time on one needle, one inside the other. So you're really creating two tubes of fabric at the same time. And she had us practice on a baby sock and I, I loved it. I, it really was challenging and difficult, but in the most fun way. Um, and it was a nice combination. A lot of the techniques that I learned in the double knitting classes and then the things I learned in the custom fit socks class came together for me in that warm piece socks. So it was the great kind of capstone for my weekend and I had a blast. I had so much fun. Um, 
So the last segment today, oh, second to last segment today is actually attending. Um, I said at the beginning, I, I don't get out much to attend knitting events, um, but there is one coming up that I'm very excited about. The Estes Wool Market is coming up on June 13th and 14th in Estes Park, Colorado. Estes Park is my hometown. That's where I grew up. It's where my parents still live today. So um, the wool market is something that happens every year, and for some reason, I have never gone. I think it's usually that I am you know, running back and forth with... Um, with kids or baseball or something, but I have never gone to the Estes Wool Market. So uh, I, my husband is in town that weekend, and I asked him if he would come with me, and he's a good sport, so he's going to. Um, we're just going to hit the marketplace. We're not going – I'm not going to take any classes. Um, I couldn't really find any classes that really sang to me. It's hard to get time to go up and take a class Um during the summer because the kids aren't in school and they have to be run back and forth to camps and things like that. So for this year, I'm just going to do the marketplace. Um, but I'm really excited. One of the things that they do at the Estes Wool Market that's really cool is this thing called Sheep to Shawl. Um, there was a, a knitting group that I used to attend when the kids were littler, and they always had a team for Sheep to Shawl. And I know that Fancy Tiger last summer did a Sheep to Shawl, but they literally, that's literally what it is. They shear the sheep. They process the wool, they spin the wool, and then they weave a shawl all in one day. And it's in a team, so, um, you know, there's a lot of division of labor there. I think they even dye the yarn, I guess. Anyways, I'm pretty excited about that. I, um, I've i seen pictures before, like I said, from that knitting group that I used to attend, and Fancy Tiger had some pictures last year. So I think that will be a cool thing to check out and should be really fun. So more on that um, after I get to it. Um, so the last section, the actual last section is, um, actually distracted. And I thought that this would just be a fun, um, segment for me to talk about some of my other non-knitting hobbies and interests. I might talk sometimes about, um, podcasts that I love or books that I'm reading or other crafty, um, projects that I have going on. Cause I seem to always have, um, something else up my sleeve. Um, so this week I thought I would talk about two things. The first is I have been taking a pottery class. Um, I, I have been through some stressful events in my life in the last couple of years um, and decided at, at a point last year that I really wanted to go and find something that got me out of the house um, and focused on, you know, something that was just for my own enjoyment. So um, I signed up to take a pottery class, and generally there's six-week sessions. I've been taking it now for about a year. Um, it is a wheel-throwing class, and I really enjoy it. It's generally two to three hours a night, um, and it's another one of those where you look up and you think, gosh, I can't believe I'm already out of time. How did that happen? Um, I started out pretty slow. I, I definitely don't feel like this is a an art form that I have a natural knack for, but I enjoy it and I, I like the process of it. It's definitely not um, an instant gratification kind of a hobby. Um, the process kind of usually takes three to four weeks to end up with a finished piece. So the first night you'll throw the piece and then uh, the second night you can trim the piece and then it gets fired and then you can glaze the piece and then you can pick it up. So usually start to finish the production of a piece takes me about a month. Um, 
I've made a lot of, you know, little bowls and things like that. I've done a bunch of mugs. Um, I've done a couple of bases. My skills at getting a piece to be tall are not terrific. So a lot of times I'll start out with what I think is going to be a vase and the clay decides that it's going to be a really large bowl instead. But I've got some really nice bowls as a result. Um, one of the things I was really excited about a couple of weeks ago was that I did finish a yarn bowl. It was a little bit terrifying because um, once I was done throwing my piece and my piece was ready to go, I did have to carve holes in it, <laughs> which was very scary, but it turned out really cute. Um, it was my first time doing some slip trailing as well. So slip trailing is where you take um, a mixture of very wet clay and water, put it into like a bottle with a, a needle tip opening, um, and you can kind of draw on your finished piece with clay. So I did a little bit of slip trailing on that too, um, glazed it up in a gorgeous sort of sapphire blue. And I was really happy with the results of that. So I give that to my friend, Jen. She is my closest knitting friend and we get together on a regular basis to have dinner and knit and things like that. So, um, I was looking for a loving home for that. I have a beautiful, um, hand thrown ceramic yarn bowl that my mom gave me for Christmas a couple years ago. And, um, so that is, um, that is something that I really enjoyed doing. Um, the other thing that I'm very excited about right now is that I did get my vegetable garden in the ground. Um, for Mother's Day every year we go and buy uh, starters for my vegetable garden. This year we also ripped up some grass um, in a section of our yard that we don't use very much, and we planted raspberry bushes. So that's super exciting for me. Um, I'm really trying to cut back on the amount of grass that needs to be watered in my yard because we do have drought conditions pretty often in Colorado. Um, and then I, I had some starters and some plants that I was excited about. One of the things that I bought at the little greenhouse here in town was called a ketchup and french fries plant. So it's a hybrid with tomatoes at the top and potatoes at the bottom, which I was pretty excited about that as well. So we'll see how that turns out. And, um, gardening is something again that I'm not sure I have a natural knack for, but over the last couple of years I have really grown to enjoy. And I, I do love having vegetables and fruits coming out of my own yard um, into the kitchen so so that is everything for today thank you for um, listening and for hanging out with me I hope that you enjoyed the podcast and will listen again I am working on um, putting together show notes the uh, show notes should be at knitactually.com and um, I have uh, an email address which is knitactually at comcast.net and I am also um, working on setting up a Ravelry group so please uh, check out the show notes and more updates to come soon my hope is to produce a podcast every two weeks and so um, thank you for joining in and please come back have a wonderful day